What's up, everybody? I want to welcome you to Straight Talk with Hope podcast. I'm giving it to you straight out of God's Word through practical and biblical conversations based on God's Word because it is the truth of God's Word that sets you free and brings grace to every hearer. This is Hope Lamberson, and you are listening to the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. What's up, everybody? I am literally currently sitting in my closet because it is the most quietest space in our entire house right now and we're already on uh, four days of Christmas break during the work week. If you tally up all the days, I think this is day seven of three of my boys being home and yeah, quietness is much needed time. Um, (laughs) Just wanted to uh, drop in here for a little bit before we kick off uh, today's episode. It'll be the last episode of the year. We are in December. Christmas is approaching literally just two days around and currently uh, where I'm located in the PNW we are bracing ourselves for heavy ice and some snow coming in for the next two days so yeah the grocery stores were out of whack completely yesterday um, as people are gearing up for the winter advisory storm coming in Um, and you won't find me on the highways out here they're bad enough just in normal weather but with uh, all the weather coming in to town this evening, um, probably around 8 p.m. tonight, yeah, your girl is not going to be traveling on the road. So needless to say, we have stocked up on the groceries here in the household for the next four to five days. We should be good with everything that we need um, here. (laughs) I'm probably going on two or three coffees a day. Last night, I stayed up till 1.30 a.m., way too late. I'm a a nighttime person, but I like to go to bed at a decent hour so I can hit the gym the next day um, early. But because I stayed up so late last night, there was no uh, gym this morning. But anyway, I just wanted to get on here and let me go ahead and say to wishing all of you that are listening every single month. Um, We're usually trying to do an episode a month. Sometimes it's myself or it's interviews that we do with other people that come on the show. But Merry Christmas to each and every one of you. Thank you for liking and sharing and subscribing and all of the above that you do with social media and podcast ratings and reviews. But I hope you guys have a great holiday season and Happy New Year. We've got some exciting things planned for the new year for 2023 with On the Straight Talk with Hope podcast. So can't wait to share some of those things with you. Stay tuned and let's dive into today's hashtag. Welcome back to Straight Talk with Hope. I am Hope Lamberson, your host for this podcast. Y'all, I've had some things on my heart lately and really a particular word called follow. Those of you that listen, I usually hit it up with a definition. If not every single episode, um, it's going to be maybe every other episode. But the word follow simply means this, to go after or come after a person or a thing that is proceeding ahead of you. 
Some of you know a few pieces of my story. Um, I grew up in the church world my whole day. Uh, preacher's kid <laughs> my whole life and my parents were church planners grew their church um, in the south and was a very successful church and basically like growing up as a Christian as a faith believer we lived and breathed Jesus in church and faith and we were not just at church on Sundays and Sunday nights and Wednesday nights but pretty much every day of the week through you know, different stages and seasons of life where people are being counseled or helped or ministered to. And, you know, even today where we have to make these decisions, like when we've accepted Jesus, we are supposed to leave our old lifestyle and embrace this new lifestyle with not just being Jesus being our savior, but him being our Lord. And there's a process of following Jesus. And what that looks like for every individual is unique in its own way. I don't necessarily believe that there are the perfect tips and tricks and tips on if you do A, B, and C, it's going to be explosive and dynamic and awesome in all these things. Yes, I do believe that you have to do the things where you're reading your Bible, you're praying, you're going to church, you're surrounding yourself with a community of faithful believers, um, and you're doing these things consistently. But your relationship and my relationship with Christ is not supposed to look like any other person's relationship with Christ. It's supposed to look this unique way in how we follow Jesus. Um, and I've come to realize this more and more through passing through my upbringing as a child, as a teenager, young adulthood, even into um, my marriage, but raising three kids. And maybe it's the parent thing that's really helped me out with this um, in doing this is you know, not forcing Jesus on someone or forcing anything, but letting even my kids have this one-on-one unique intimate relationship with Jesus. And it's a not about works or how long you pray or how long you do this or, or where you go or what you, you know, all these different things that someone may have told you or you believed because no matter who you are listening today, you believe what your parents instill in you as a young child from identity to faith, to God's, to religion, to everything. Um, and then grow it up into your adulthood and sometimes even pass it down to your kids um, when you have kids. And so, you know, there's no perfect way to do this. Um, God just wants us to have a relationship it's plain and simple. Following Jesus is just spending time with him. It's spending time in God's word. And it's not a have to or, you know, I know I need to. Everybody needs to do this, um, needs to spend time with God. But it should be a want to. It shouldn't be pressure to do it or, you know, all these different things. But it should be a desire. It should be a want to. Like, I need Jesus. If Jesus is not in my life, then something is missing and all hell is breaking loose or whatever it may be. It's a want to follow Jesus. And it comes through being in a close, intimate relationship with Jesus. Um, you and I have to find Christ for ourselves. There may be people along the way that introduce us to Christ or help us begin to know him, point us in the right direction, that kind of thing. But ultimately, I have to find Christ for myself in my story because whether my story is good or bad or hurtful or wins or victories, he's in my story. And then once I find him in my story, it's my point of view to begin to follow him truly for who he is and what he's done for me in my life. 
God can be known. The best way to get to know God and to follow him is just simply spending time with him. Knowing about God is not the same thing as knowing God. It's kind of like social media. You think you know somebody just because you see their posts or their stories, but unless you have consistent one-on-one time with them every single day, every single week, like you really don't know them. You don't know what their fears are. You don't know what you know, their joys are, their wins, their victories, their dreams. You have to actually have a conversation and spend time with people to actually get to know them, not just I heard this or knowing about them. Following Jesus was never intended to be about religion. It's always about relationship. Religion for Christianity says, you know, you got to do A, B, and C and do whatever it takes to make God happy. You know, it's what pleases them is when we make God happy. God says the only thing that pleases them is when we're living a life of faith. And last time I checked, when you're following Jesus, it's not all cupcakes and rainbows and sprinkles. It's actually you going through the thick and thin. It's pulling yourself out of the valley and rising up on the mountaintop. It's going through the good, bad, and the ugly, but at the same time. It's having this one-on-one close time with Jesus that you know he's going to bring you through and carry you through regardless of it because you have a relationship with Jesus. You understand the love that he has for you. You understand why he says that he is your father. You understand how deep the love is he has for you because he was willing to risk it all and give it all and die on the cross just for you if you were the only person in the whole entire world because it's relationship over religion. Your past is not your end. You know, God is in the business of healing and restoration. And in the word of God in Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, it says that he makes all things new. He says to leave your old ways, your old lifestyle, your past, whether it's good, bad or whatever. He says, leave it because he's got some new things coming for you. Even when it seems like you're in the valley of all valleys, like in the deserts, he says, I'm still making all things new and your future is bright. In Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, look ahead with hope because I know the plans that I have for you, even if you don't know them. God says he knows them and he says that they're bright. He says we're not to look back to our past, but we're continue to look ahead. Following Jesus for real, for real, um, is when you realize that you want to serve God. You want to love God. You want to live your life separated from how the world is living because of the love and the relationship that you have with him, not because you have to do this. I've come to realize this, that as I've gotten older, that once you realize and truly know who you are and the way that you find out who you are is through the word of God, because God and his word are the same. They're not separate. You cannot know God and not know his word. And you cannot know the word and not know who God is um, because God is a good God and he's a faithful God. And he's a God of second chances and third chances. And he's a God of all these different things. But in the process of knowing who God is, you begin to find out truly who you are and how you follow him is by spending time with him. And once you realize who you are as a Christian, as a believer, you become the enemy's greatest threat. The enemy is simply the devil. He's the wicked one. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to screw up, mess up, discount you, harm you, do all these things in your finances, your relationships, your marriage, your kids, you name it. He is out there to kill, steal, and destroy And God has come so that you may have life and not just have a life here on earth, but have a life in abundance, have a life of full joy, full love, full peace, full prosperity, 
you know, whatever it is, God is a God who says, I have this abundantly life that I want you to live. Or we could just say live life to the fullest. There's a lot of Christians out there who I believe are not living life to the fullest. They're going to church. They're doing all the things that look good on social media or, you know, on Sundays or whatever. But God intended us to live this life to the fullest. And this is for me too. Like I'm preaching to the choir too about this because the enemy does not want you to know that you can be healed. He doesn't want you to know that you can be restored. He doesn't want you to know that you are chosen, you are worthy, you are loved. He doesn't want you to love your neighbor. He wants you to hold offense and bitterness and gossip and run your mouth and all these things. He doesn't want you to forgive because he knows that if you actually start living your life to the fullest and you actually love your neighbor when your neighbor hates you or you do good to those that accuse you or you forgive those that wound you and hurt you or you're mad at God maybe because you think somebody died and it's God's fault or whatever it may be like the enemy wants to get you in such a deep dark place where he has stolen your joy he's stolen your peace that you no longer not only have lost yourself you don't even know who you are but now you're doubting who God is and the life that he's calling you to live and live it to the fullest but I'm here to tell you once you know who you are and once you know who God is like the enemy better look out is all I'm going to say. Like he better get to going somewhere else because he ain't going to make it up in this girl's life. All right. It's Jesus all the way till the end. And we overcome it by doing good. Uh, I was praying about this and the Lord spoke to me when I was kind of preparing this message because I taught this message to our church, Story Church. Um, if you don't know, we, my husband and I, we are new church planners in the PNW Pacific Northwest, and we're planning this church called Story Church, and it's just to help people find God in their story, no matter where they are in this journey of life. And we've seen some amazing things happen. I can't even describe the stories and the things that we have heard and how we've seen already families um, come and be restored and marriage is healed and God is moving. Whether you want to believe it or not, he is moving. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, you know, Hope, there are two ways that I see the enemy working um, intently when it comes to Christian believers um, in their life while they're not following me and living life the way that I want them to live. And he said those two ways are comparison and compromise. Comparison means that we just compare our lives to other people. And a lot of times Christians don't wanna admit this, but they compare their lives to other Christian lives, right? Even, even churches have done this. They compare their church to other churches and there's nothing wrong with growing and learning and implementing things that other people, you know, do and preach and if it works, you know, but we have to come to the realization that what works for them may not work for you um, and those kind of things. But we live this life where we find ourselves, if we're not careful, comparing our lives to other Christian believers by what they accomplish, by how much they pray or how great their faith looks and how great their family looks and what they have and what they drive and how they live and what they're accomplishing over here and there. And, you know, everybody that's listening could say that you don't, but you do. And at some point in your life, you have. I have. And so God never intended us to live this copy and paste lifestyle of other Christians. He wants you to be real with him. He wants your relationship to be unique and real to him by following him. He wants you and I to be an original, not a copy. Comparison Christianity, it actually begins to make us feel inadequate, less than, and not good enough. And God says that we are good enough and that when we become 
knowing who he is, he is all we need and that he meets everything that we feel like we're not good enough. We come to the realization that he is actually enough. Another way is that we begin, if we're not comparing ourselves, then we're compromising in our Christian walk. We follow Jesus, but not really because we still want to hold on to our old ways, or our old lifestyle. And Jesus saved me, but he's not really my Lord. He's, he may be not be Lord over every area of your life. You know, is he Lord over your finances? Is he Lord over your relationships? Is he Lord in your marriage, in your parenting? Is he Lord in every area of your life? Or have you kind of tucked away some areas that you're like, yeah, I'm not really ready to give that over to God because I still want to be in control because making him Lord means letting go completely and now living this life of true surrender and allowing God to begin to do this mighty work in your life that whatever he's asking you to do at any point in your life in any area of your life that you and I are willing to do it and not compromise I read this quote and it said people want to alter the Bible to fit God in rather than alter their life Can I just say that if you're on this journey of following Christ, like one, spend time with him and get close to him, but alter your life in any areas asking you to alter it rather than trying to alter the Bible. Okay, don't alter the Bible and just squeeze God in. Actually make it priority that God is in your life every single day and not just on Sundays or not just because it's the thing to do. Listen to the right influences. This is huge. Uh, People that live a life of comparison are constantly listening to other influences in their life rather than the one who actually made them, the creator, which is Jesus, and who truly knows you and I the best. Jesus doesn't want us to live a life of comparison and compromise. He just wants us to come to him. He just wants us to not just come and accept him and make him Lord and Savior, but he wants to stay. He wants to stay in your life. When he came to the disciples and he's recruiting these 12 teenagers to do life with, he didn't just want to save them. He just didn't want them to live any old life and drop them and leave them. No, it says in Matthew 4, 18 that he said, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. I'm going to show you how to do life. As you spend time with me and get close to me and have this one-on-one intimate, deep relationship with me, I'm going to come and I'm going to stay. When we get to know the heart of the father and who he is and the love that he has for us, he's not just dropping us off and saying, peace out, good luck with your life. In fact, Revelation 3.20, it says that I'm knocking on the door of your hearts. He says, if you seek me, you will find me and I will be there to open the door. And he doesn't just come in and leave. He says, I want to sit there and I want to sup with you. I want to have dinner with you. I want to stay with you. We have to remember who we are and who God is. God is a restorer. He's a healer. He's a helper. He's a redeemer. He's a friend. He's good. And he is our provider. He is faithful. And the list goes on and on and on. But you also have to remember as yourself who you are. You are greatly loved. You are a friend of God. You are free. You are God's chosen masterpiece. He's peace. He's fearfully and creatively and wonderfully made you. You are chosen. And may we never downplay who God intended us to be. You know, I used to think that years and years ago, I would be 
standing in some amazing back rooms at women's conferences with some of the top women speakers and leaders around our nation and loved every one of them in their own unique way because they're all so different. And I used to get inadequate in some of those rooms and be like, well, I'm just a nobody. I'm just over here in my own corner, just trying to dream this dream that I feel like God has put on my heart for me to accomplish and be and do. And, you know, I used to say, I'm just a girl. You're not just a girl. You're not just a dude or a man. You're a child of the most high God. If you're a man, you're a son of God. You're a king. You're a priest. If you're a woman, you're a daughter of God. You're a queen. And God wants to set you in a place and in a time, whatever it looks like, and not only see your heart's desires come to pass, but he wants you to just know him for real. He just wants you to not let another year go by and just live this average Christian lifestyle or just do this because other people are doing or saying it or it's a cool thing to post or do or whatever. But how about knowing Jesus for real? How about getting so deeply in love with Jesus that you begin to saturate your thoughts with him? You're meditating on the word day and night, not because you have to, but because you want to. And not just because you need to, because you're going through a crisis, but actually during the good times, you're actually spending time with God. I'm actually loving being in God's presence through the good times because he's such a good father. He's such a restorer. He's such a redeemer. He's such a healer. He's such a good, faithful God. You know, realizing that when he put me in the picture, it wasn't an accident. It wasn't a mistake, but he created me for this close, intimate relationship to him just to follow him. And the more I follow God, I fall in love with God. Did you hear me? The more I follow God and I find God in my story, the more I begin to love God on this whole new deeper level where I need God in my story, in my life every single day. And I want to encourage you that as you're doing this, you know, maybe it is in the new year of 2023, but follow God for real. Follow God like how you're supposed to follow God. And it's in your own unique way. It's, you know, if you get off the track and you made a mistake, like just admit your mistake and get back in to right relationship with Jesus and and ask for his forgiveness and move towards, like I said, your future with hope, knowing that he's with you. He's never going to leave you or forsake you or discount you and learn some lessons. You know, sometimes we have to learn lessons the hard way, but learn the lessons and then try not to repeat the lessons that you learn from in the new year, but just go after your relationship with God like never before and never discount who he is, the love he has for you and never discount yourself. So I don't know who that's for. Like I said, it was just something that God dropped in my heart huge about following him for real with all your heart and knowing him on an intimate level to be in this close uh, relationship with you because that's why he created you. He created you for a purpose, with a purpose, on purpose. Nothing was accident about your life or you being here. And once you and I begin to realize that of who we are and how God sees us, it doesn't matter what other people say or think or do or how they see you or how they've discounted you in your past. What matters is that you pick yourself off the ground, you dust yourself off, you learn and you move forward and you trust God in the process because you're spending time with him. You're getting to know him like never before. Peace out, guys. I hope that you have an amazing day. We'll pick it back up here in the new year with a lot of new exciting episodes that I can't wait to share with you on Straight Talk with Hope. Hey, leave us a review. If you like what we say and administer to your heart, you can like it, share it, subscribe to it, and we'll talk to you later. Happy New Year, everybody. Peace out.
podcasters. Thank you so much for listening in today. I want to encourage you to share this podcast with others if you really enjoyed today's episodes or even some previously episodes. Remember, regardless of what you have lost, that there is hope. We'll see you back here next month on Straight Talk with Hope.